0: Welcome to the Dripping in Black Podcast, where we celebrate Black excellence throughout the Black diaspora. Here's your host, David V. Lewis.
1: What's up, good people all across the world? This is the Dripping in Black Podcast. I am your host, David V. Lewis. And per usual, we have another fantastic guest who represents Black excellence, in some realm, in shape, and form. Today's guest is Michelle Ronan. Michelle, say hello to the world.
0: Hello, world.
1: All right. And so we're going to engage in a conversation. You met my producer, I think, through Clubhouse. And uh, that's the uh, pathway that we use to get you onto the Dripping in Black podcast. And so we're gonna talk about that meeting and um, what you do specifically that made the connection between you two. But let's begin by asking our traditional question of who are you? So who is Michelle Ronin?
0: So I would start off with somebody who is type A, very um a very determined, independent, uh don't like no for an answer a lot of things and i will try my best to push past that i am Hmm. introverted uh i like to be by myself more than in crowds i like dogs better than people and i like books (laughs) a lot more than conversation but um Hmm. i'm a very creative um individual Uh, i paint i do 3d art i do photography And I do podcasting. So I'm just I do a lot of my expression through my hands and through my voice. So if I had to wrap it up in a nutshell, I probably would say determined type A introverted creative.
1: Wow, it's a lot there. Uh, uh, I got a few things that I was thinking about. Um, I don't know what kind of pain we're causing you by having you come on to this podcast based on that description. (laughs) but we won't hold you for too long based on that um so where are you where Where are you from originally born and raised and stuff like that
0: I'm originally from Hampton Virginia VA so um I'm a military brat. Right. uh so we have moved hmm. so many times but I claim Virginia as home um and now I'm in South Carolina so I'm a little bit further down south but um yeah. still on the east coast
1: all right, cool. So you have a podcast by the name of Relationships Through the Looking Glass. Yep. Right? Yep. Let's talk about that. What, what uh is the podcast about?
0: The, the podcast is based on the social uh dynamic called the relation, well, the looking glass self-theory. And it's basically mm-hmm. about how individuals actually determine how they will look and how they act on what they feel society wants them to be. Um, And when you do that, you're not really being authentic with who you are. You're not, you're not, you're not going down and doing the inner work to, to really match with people on an authentic level because you're primarily being who you think people want you to be. And, you know, there could be a situation where somebody's like, well, I'm everything everybody wants. So they're, they're not a problem. But for most of us, we have a lot of hidden parts within ourselves that we might not think will be suitable for outside guests, right? Yeah. I'm I'm a Marvel nerd. I love all things Marvel. If I went to a a place where I don't know, maybe they think people who like that type of thing um is really geeky, which is fine. I'm very comfortable with who I am, so I can be called a geeky nerd all day. But for people who might not feel comfortable like that, they might keep that part of themselves to themselves. So the podcast is really focused on talking about topics that allow people to be who they are on an authentic level so they can connect with authentic connections and not through this whole facade of a looking glass. So that's really what it's based off of. And then the phrase, the looking glass self made it so easy to market because Alice in the Wonderland is one of my favorite, um, book going up and it just fit perfectly.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I, I did a little digging and listening and stuff before we got you on. And, uh, I listened, uh, quite a bit to the, I think the first, maybe it was the second episode where you really explained the, the looking glass theory and you have a co-host. Yeah. So, and the male co-host, and he kind of talked through it. Uh is the co-host kind of an expert with the, the theory, or is he an expert with relationships? What what role does he uh play?
0: Well, he um he is in the mental health field as as I am. Um, his mental health okay. work is in coaching and basically with adolescents, um, and young men is, is okay. where his focus on, where mine is more working therapeutically with victims and people who have been in abusive relationships. So that's really kind of another feed into why I wanted to start it because I saw a lot of commonalities and a lot of relationships that were not healthy, yeah. that were traumatic. So this kind of gave a platform to talk about some of those topics too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you all have quite a few episodes and they vary in terms of topic, but they all center around the looking glass theory. Uh, Right. So um, what what as an introvert, somebody who doesn't like people, what drew you to podcast work?
0: I'm behind the mic and you don't get to see me. So, I mean, I have a lot to say. And but truth be told, um, I might be very introverted, but I'm a trainer. So I do a lot of presentations and conferences. And when I can turn it on, I can turn it on. And people who see have seen me are always like, there's no way you're an introvert, but it's more about how my downtime is to kind of reconnect back. I like to do that by myself. So podcasting allowed a different platform to increase the reach of who I really wanted to get this information to, but in a way that uses my voice in auditory elements versus having to get all made up, having to find a location, having to pay um event fees and things of that nature I can just turn my mic on and go and people in yeah. even in different locations can get the information that might not be able to come see me in person.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great thing about the podcast world, right? Is uh it gives everybody that gets into it their own platform. Um you can talk about what you want to talk about. You can talk about how how you want to talk about it and there's no uh you know, right or wrong way to do it, uh, I would guess, uh, you know, I guess uh, the views and the listens will determine if you're doing it right. But even if you have a few listeners, maybe you're still doing something effective, right? So that's the beauty of that. So I want to, I want you to think about uh, how long have you all been doing this podcast?
0: So this podcast started this year, actually January 26th of 2021. Now I have a podcast that I started back in 2018 That kind of was the feed into this one because it was more of wanting a male um, perspective on these topics. And I tell people all the time, we can come to the table and say, well, he's doing this and he's doing that and blah, blah, blah. If we don't have a male to kind of give a perspective of what's going on, we're really not looking at how to fix an issue. We're just complaining and whining. So it's like we need to have both parties at the table if we're going to get any lead way in fixing some of these issues.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so now you have the podcast and it's been in effect for about a year. Um, How would you say it's going?
0: It's going much better than I really didn't have an expectation going into it. Like there's some podcasters Mm -hmm. who are like, I need to look at how many downloads I'm getting, analytics and stats. While that stuff is important because it looks for me, tells me what topics more people want to hear and um, things people want to hear about. I'm more geared on the quality of the content. And if I have two people who are listening that can make life changes, I've done my job. So the fact that I have like almost in the thousands of people on my Instagram, on the Instagram page and people who are engaging us on Facebook groups and actually listening. And if my pod is out a little later than normal, I'm getting like a message like, hey, are you throwing out today? And I'm like, people actually care to hear what we're saying. and yeah. that was that was i was taken aback by that because honestly it wasn't for me the numbers of how many people it was the content and how it would impact the people who did and we found out that we are being listened to in 18 countries and i'm like we're freaking global that that's amazing so yeah
1: yeah 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 we have a a similar story we're dripping in black um I think I don't know where our numbers are on Instagram. Uh, Sean kind of carries the uh, load on that. But, you know, our focus is on reaching our audience. And if, if it's one or two that gets it and, and tunes in and then we, we do know that we have a global reach as well. And so that is kind of a rewarding aspect of the the job in itself. Right now. So you've you've been at it for almost a year. Uh, you're coming around to the next January. Um, let's talk about forecasting what you hope for it to be in the future. You want to just maintain where it is or do you have bigger uh, goals to where you want to take it?
0: Maintain? No way. We're all the way to the skies. So <laughs> we have season three that's coming up in January. So we're launching season three on our birthday. Um, and with season three, oh. uh, we we're adding a blog. We're adding um, a more enhanced website, We're adding activities and journal and things that people can do, actionable items that people can do on their own to make it a multidimensional experience where people can listen to the topics and say, okay, I need to really work on that a little bit more. I can go to the website, download some worksheets. We already have playlists that are associated with the topic. So I'm a huge music person and I have like a playlist for every chapter in my life. So every topic, you can go to our playlist on Apple or Spotify and the songs relate to the topic at hand. Um, So we're really looking at making it to a multidimensional aspect to where even if you don't listen to all the podcasts or the episodes, you can come to the website. There might be exercises that make sense. There might be blogs that you can read. You might not be able to listen to the whole episode, but you can read the blog Or there might be some additional information in the blog entries. And we're also going to be doing blog entries on other people's uh, episodes that correlate um, with some of the topics we're doing. So we're making it a much layered experience to kind of reach more people, no matter how they want to interact with us.
1: Yeah. And so it's an interesting world, the podcast world. It's it's a lot of podcasts out there now. Um, When we started it was a growing field. I don't know. I haven't looked at the numbers lately to see if it's still one of those things, but what are some of the challenges you faced just creating the podcast or you have the idea of bringing that idea to fruition? What are some of the challenges you you face and overcome?
0: One of the biggest challenges is the topics that we discuss. They're really dense. So um, Mm. being able to transmute that in a way that people can understand and it's not so heavy that whoa this is too triggering I don't want to listen or this has triggered something and I don't want to even listen to this anymore um one of the episodes when we talked well all the episodes in October um I had to put a trigger warning on the beginning because it was some heavy topics but it was needed. It was needed to be discussed. So the challenge is always trying to find a way to get this topic, get the topics, get the information out in a way that's digestible and not in too much jargon that I use in my professional life, because I understand not everybody's going to understand terms like modalities and that nature. So making it where somebody who has no idea about mental health topics whatsoever will be able to Pull something out of it and use it within their everyday life. So that's probably the biggest challenge. And to keep it kind of light and witty at the same time, because that's kind of what my energy is. So even on the domestic violence episode, we still got a few laughs in when it was a, such a heavy topic. So to keep my authenticity when I'm presenting, really important too.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I think uh, I, we were talking pre show. Um, You have a career that's also one of black excellence and we may have to get you on to talk specifically about what you, uh, what you do outside the podcast world, but I want you to think about what you know now you you've had some experience um, with podcasting. What's some advice that you will give to your younger self as you started, you know? So when you started this and you know, you had these ideas and then you ran into some some challenges. What's, what's some advice that you may give that, that person to try to avoid some of the challenges if it's possible?
0: I would definitely say um, maintain your inner compass, maintain your inner dialogue um, and listen to what your pull is towards and don't let other people have their opinions to pull you someplace else. Your voice should be the loudest at all times. Mm. Um, people mm. are going to have their belief systems. People are going to have their opinions and that's completely fine. And some of them can absolutely be helpful, but at the end of the day, if this is something you want to do, then do it. Um, and, and don't worry about what other people think. You know, we have one life in this time to, to do it. So the more we wait, we, you don't get that time back. And I'm a huge, huge stickler about not wasting time. I don't want to waste anybody else's time because that's wasting my time. And we don't get that back. So if you want to do something, do it, you know, and and don't let other people take you off path.
1: Yeah, man, uh, I can see why you and Sean vibe because ah! <laughs> you preaching out the book of Sean, uh, you know, Sean's uh Thing is, is you know, you don't like his time to be wasted. That's that's a big deal for him. And then uh, dang, if something that you mentioned earlier had me thinking about shine as well, but my 52-year-old mind is kind of letting it slip. But I can see how you all made a connection there because there's definitely uh some similarities in, in the way you think. All right. So now we're we're dripping in black, we have a global audience. Man, I like to, to set uh my next question up by asking my uh, guest this question. All right, so you have broader dreams for where you want to take the podcast, right? So you're at this level, you want to get it to another level, right? Let's say you flip a switch and you're at that level, right? What does that look like? What does that sound like? How is it different than today? Right. You flip the switch and now you are at the level you want to be at the next level you want to be at. How does it look and sound different than it does today?
0: I think for me, it would be the ability to assist other people who have the same vision. And people Uh kind of can reach out to me and say, hey, how did you do this? Um, Having programs, mentoring ships and things in place to say this is what your vision is. Let's get it, let's make it happen um within either podcasting, what mass communication because i I mean I do a lot of other stuff too, um where that's concerned, so there's so many there's so much talent in our community as a whole and just allowing a place to have an incubation of that type of talent because all of us you know one person doesn't know everything, but when we have the collective knowledge that's where we make big difference and big changes. So being able to facilitate that would be amazing. So I would still see myself putting out information, but I would also want to be assisting other people to be able to do the same thing because there might be people that they can reach that I can't, right? And at the end of the day, it's about moving forward. It's about excellence, right? And in, in everything that we do, however, we're able to do it. So Definitely, uh, I still feel I would still be in the podcasting arena, um, but it might be in a different uh, level, as in trying to get other people to be able to share their craft as well.
1: Oh, that's that's powerful there. That's that's taking one podcast and and, and growing it exponentially from the knowledge of what you have already learned, right? Okay, so with our audience, um, global audience speak to our audience and tell them what they can do specifically and tangibly to help you go from this level to the next level what are some things they can tangibly do to, to support you going on to your next level
0: so you can oh, you can obviously reach out to me um, have, if you have ideas for topics suggestions on how to improve uh, let me know right We have our our, our website www.thelookingglass.fans. You can definitely let us know there. Leave reviews anywhere you hear us. Mm. Let people know we're, we're worth the time, worth listening. Um, engage with us on our social media and share. Like if you see a topic that really moved you, touched you, made you laugh, share it. Like other people might want to yeah. hear it too. So so share, communicate, interact with us and um, let us know what you want to hear you know when it relates to relationships because we're always building off of the feedback that we get and and that's kind of a big area that we really focus on
1: okay so go ahead and drop the uh, other social media i know you gave us the website but let's drop the uh, other social media where they can reach out to you
0: sure so on instagram it's the looking glass podcast and on facebook it's the looking glass podcast we have a group and an open page so um either way just let us know you're there. And um, I'm very chatty, so I'll, I'll definitely interact with you. <laughs> okay. All right.
1: So let's get to the most important question that we ask each and every one of our guests. Um, and it it allows us to kind of close out the uh, episode properly. All right. So you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Have you ever been on the cover of a magazine?
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As the introvert says, yeah, really, yeah, I was.
1: Hmm. You remember the name of the magazine?
0: Diversity Matters. Mm. Yeah.
1: Ooh. On the cover of Diversity Matters, I guess my question is, why? Why did they place you on the cover?
0: Um, they did a piece on me. I was presenting at a an international trauma conference, and it was around the same time of uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So they wanted to do some pieces on African Americans in the community that were doing big things. I guess, or yeah.
1: Okay. And highly and uncomfortable. Represented diversity. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: All right. Well uh we are not to be outdone here at the dripping and black podcast so one of the things that we do for each and every one of our guests is we place them on the dripping and black uh podcast magazine and you know your friend my producer sean smith is going to pull up your uh your cover
0: <laughs> i'm gonna get him <laughs> sean said nothing sean said nothing of this <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, so that is your dripping in black magazine cover. That is also a parting gift that we will laminate, print out, laminate, and send out to you at a later date as a thank you for coming onto our podcast.
0: I like this one much better than the other one. <laughs> the one that they did, yeah. the, the diversity matters. You guys have better skill set
1: thank you thank you thank you we uh we also have quite a few guests over my shoulder whose uh, magazine covers you can see this is what we call the wall of fame and so as we update we'll see michelle ronan up there as well yeah. all right so we want to thank michelle ronan for coming out and and joining us on the dripping in black podcast and we wish you much much success with the relationships through the looking glass podcast so thanks again Thank you. All right. We ask our audience to hang on for the final segment, the last drip, but thanks again to the wonderful Michelle Ronan.
0: Up next, the last drip, but first a message from anchor.
1: Hey, dripping in black. Thanks to Michelle Ronan. And we encourage our audience to check out our podcast, Relationships Through the Looking Glass. However, we have reached the final segment of our podcast called The Last Drip. The Last Drip is the last opportunity for us to squeeze in a bit more of Black excellence for you. In this final segment, we highlight a common thread between our guests and our vast and rich African-American history. For this episode, our subject is B.B. Moore Campbell. In February 1950, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, she was born Elizabeth B.B. Moore. Moore would attend Philadelphia Public Schools, eventually graduating from Philadelphia's Girls High School. In 1972, Moore earned her bachelor's degree in elementary education from the University of Pittsburgh. In 1975... B.B. moved to Washington, D.C., where she soon left teaching and pursued a career in writing. Pretty good choice, I think. She would eventually write articles for New York Times Magazine, The Washington Post, The Los Angeles Times, Essence, Ebony, Black Enterprise, as well as other publications. In September 2003, she published her first children's book, Sometimes My Mommy Gets Angry, which won the National Alliance for the Mentally Ill Outstanding Literature Award. Also in 2003, Campbell was one of the founding members of the Inglewood chapter of the National Alliance for the Mentally Ill, also known as NAMI, which is now NAMI Urban Los Angeles. She founded NAMI in Inglewood, a predominantly black neighborhood, in order to create a safe space for for Black people to talk about mental health concerns. In 2005, she released The 72-Hour Hold, a novel that explores bipolar disorder. Campbell toured the nation, bringing awareness to the challenges mental illness created in communities of color. Campbell authored four New York Times bestsellers, Brothers and Sisters, Singing in the Comeback Choir, What You Owe Me, In the aforementioned 72-hour hold. Through her writings, B.B. Moore Campbell creatively informed and educated her readers on the stigma of mental illness, specifically in communities of color. In 2006, complications from brain cancer resulted in Campbell's untimely death. In 2008, Congress passed a bill that officially made July B.B. Moore Campbell National Minority Mental Health Month in an effort to continue Moore's legacy of raising awareness about the unique struggles that underrepresented groups face in regards to mental illness here in the United States. And it's because of all of these things and much more that we honor BB Moore Campbell as this episode's last drip for more on BB Moore Campbell, check out Zora.medium.com mh org, a a l b c dot com, and the org. my thanks to all of these websites for the knowledge the B.B. Moore Campbell story is a fantastic story there's much more to the story than I was able to uh, chronicle here as we do just this very short segment but I do encourage you to go to check her out google her there's video footage of her uh, speaking. Um, such a passionate person about erasing the stigma in our communities about mental health and great work that she's done throughout her career regarding that, uh, that matter and that mission. So that's my encouragement for our audience to go on and check her out in your leisure. A friendly reminder that the DIBK Drip Shop is open. Go to dibkdripshop.com And get the latest dripping in black merch. Check out that website; a lot of great stuff there—t-shirts, coffee cups, and all kind of good stuff. Dripping in black expertise on it. As always, we give a huge thanks to our listeners, viewers, supporters, and subscribers. And a big shout out to the best producer in the podcast game, S Squared Sean Smith. And until next time, be kind, be loving and be excellent on purpose. It is a choice.
0: You have just experienced a Dripping in Black production.